Welcome to Health Tech Hustle. We exist to share stories of the brave entrepreneurs helping to solve the most important problems in digital health today. We interview top leaders in health tech and bring them onto our show each week to listen and learn from their story. With your host, Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of the Health Tech Hustle podcast. My name is Rodney Hu. Today I'm joined by two very special guests, Mr. Joan Melendez and Mr. Dewan Hawkins, COO. Um, Joan has over 25 years of experience with the build and optimization of healthcare applications, specializing in perioperative anesthesia and trauma workflows. Joan created Accelerate UDI with the goal of significantly improving patient safety at the point of care by leveraging the power of UDI, which stands for Unique Device Identifier for medical devices, tissues, and supplies. So with that being said, I'm excited to have them both on and kind of share their journey um, with Accelerate and kind of what they're working on. So that being said, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. No problem. So why don't we just jump into it, John? Why don't you just give a quick background of kind of who you are, how you got into healthcare and how you came up with Accelerate? Sure, sure. So, you know, I worked in an operating room um, in order to develop an EHR system or to modify the EHR system. So it worked really well within the workflow and identified a lot of real significant holes in the system. So fast forward, um, UDI uh, came into as a requirement, which is the unique device identifiers. And that's what um, medical providers have to use in order to document um, medical devices such as implants or sterile items that are used within an operating room area. And so new regulations came out um, surrounding you know, the requirements for a certified electronic healthcare record to be involved. And it was really overwhelming to the people, to the nurses, you know, so, you know, these new requirements, there's data elements, you, uh, how am I going to, I can't document all those. And then you have to validate that against, you know, the FDA databases. And then, you know, you have to add in, is it expired? Is it recalled? How can I easily report an adverse event? So there's so many new medical devices on the market that we really wanted to be able to identify how to help that. And it all stems back with, you know, just really um, being in, you know, involved in an operating room uh, since about 2005. Nice. So your background, did you come from more of the healthcare side or more of the technology side? I came from really both. My mom's a nurse. So um, I started working in a doctor's office when I was 15 years old. So at that point is when I was able to really identify um, concerns with, um, with, with how uh, electronic health record was being manipulated because it was right in the beginning. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to tell you how old I am, but, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so when we were looking at these medical devices in particular, you know, and so many new medical devices are on the market, right? You know, um, medical devices are being, uh, they have this, everybody knows that, uh, that new term, you know, that we're using for new, you know, because we have these new vaccines that we're, we're having to monitor, but there's a lot of new processes and they are uh, grandfathered in, in some instances. So how do you track, how do you prevent, how do you communicate? It's, you know, really important. Patient safety is, 
is the most important thing for us. And, you know, and for us, if you can't have a safe patient journey without having a safe nurse or a safe provider journey as well. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that really interests me with like the whole health tech industry is like the people's journey on how they end up creating their company or creating the product or service that they want to bring to the market. So can you kind of walk us through that stage from having that idea and then kind of creating that and what that process was like for you? Oh yeah, that was, it was an eye-opening journey because I'm a consultant, you know, so I specialize in workflow and I, I help the hospital work within their electronic health record. So I analyze their workflows. I make sure that however that EHR can work, works best for their particular workflow. So um, in 2018, UDI became a required documentation um, from the manufacturer side. They had to include the UDI, the unique device identifier on the packages of medical devices. There was like a 600% increase in recalls. Uh, within a very, uh, within a few year period. So, you know, and, and it's all because of we're doing these novel devices where they're basing it on something else. So it's, it's how can we get that communication back quicker? So there's a lot of these pitfalls that we were seeing. And so I had to design the system that the hospital had, right? That's, uh, that's what my job was, is to show them what they would need to do in order to document and, and, build the items within their inventory in order to meet the certification requirements. And I had everybody left crying. Um, it was in a very emotional uh, encounter. You know, we can't do this. We're not, we don't have time to do this. It's taking us six minutes to document as it is. You have to do something for us. You can't let us go through this. So that's how my application was born was my nurses, you know, I just couldn't see them going through that. And it was nurses, it was the us who support the application as well, because there was a team of five analysts supporting 45 hospitals and growing. The, the organization kept on building, but you still had the same five analysts supporting all these hospitals. So it wasn't fair to them either because they had to now manage all of these new devices on the way that um, this particular EHR required them to do. So in less than five seconds, we're able to um, parse all of the data using the manufacturer barcode. Again, it's we're using the required, the federal required barcode labeling um, to parse the data directly into the hospital's EHR. So, no longer that six minutes, there's not the tracking, we're able to produce real-time reports. If there's a problem in the field with a medical device where it's failing, like staplers were failing, there's a recall. How do recalls happen? Recalls, you know, because some things are failing, something's happening in order to get it to an event of a recall. So if, if the manufacturers knew in real time when these items were failing, they'd be able to react quicker. So again, our application is able to do that. We're able to now satisfy that nurses need to be able to pay attention to the patient safely because we're, we're providing recalled items that have been recalled up till the, they could be recalled at you know 115 today and we would know about it in our system immediately where it's all mailed 
it's snail mail. It's, uh, you know, first class mail and it goes to whoever at the hospital. So by the time it trickles down to that surgical area, who knows? So there's all these patients safety concerns that the nurses are going through and then you're telling them, oh yeah, and then you have to document these 13 fields. So, you know, again, that's how we came to be because we saw that, that, that need and really wanted to be able to help the nurses. And again, it's all about patient safety. Nice. So at the very core, it's all about patient safety, but there's an entire workflow, there's an entire process to make sure that that process is optimized. And that's kind of where you come in as a consultant, as having that background and nurses is who you're actually really helping to kind of help with the patient safety. You got to help the nurses. And so one question I have for you is like, when you're starting a company and you're trying to grow it and you're trying to get it out to the market, like you can't do it yourself. And so how big is your team and who, what kind of pieces did you have to put into place so that you are able to maximize your time and energy and uh, kind of like, what are your roles and responsibilities? Cause I know as an entrepreneur, you wear many hats. Yeah. So I've had um, a unique, challenging kind of journey. I think um, I, you know, I, I developed an application. Um, this is my, uh, second attempt at this because I had hired a developer who had stolen my application. So I had all those hurdles to overcome, you know, and then feeling like, why am I failing when I'm trying to provide a good service? You know, how, how can we educate the nurses about, you know, what is a medical device, UDI, how they can use that, you know, safely. So I have all these things going on. And with our, um, the challenges that I had to overcome, I was really, really lucky to have Debbie as my assistant. She's been with me. I, I can't, I don't even know how many years. Isn't that horrible? We should, I should know our anniversary. She's, she's the longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> so she's, you know, she's the driving force behind, um, behind me. And then, you know, God threw Dewan in my lap. So, which was just, you know, heaven sent. So he's got a really rich background about training and education and partnering up and, and diversity and making sure that, you know, as we're growing our team, you know, uh, you know, we're doing everything we can in our power to be as diverse as we can as well. Uh, we just were certified uh, women's minority business enterprise, which is a huge achievement for us. So I'm um, really excited about that, but we have a small team. It was me up until last year. So I am, I am very blessed at the team that we have. Nice. So started with you. Shout out to Debbie. has been with you from the beginning. Um, yes. But you knew that you had to go out and hire expertise, bring on other people. And so yes. that's kind of where Dewan comes in, right? Um, he's a COO. So I kind of want to give you an opportunity, Dewan, to kind of just share your background and share your role and responsibilities and the value that you bring to the company. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, thanks for having us on. Uh, it's really important uh, that um, we get the message out to your listeners of the importance of, um, of medical device safety. And um, I met Joan just serendipitously 
um, a couple of years ago, um, we just happened to have the same trainer and our, our sessions crossed paths and we struck up conversations in between time and that, that formed a, a really good um, working relationship and friendship. Um, but what I'll share with you in terms of, uh, you know, my, my role and, and whatnot is, um, you know, Joan operates from the goodness of her heart. And I know that sounds a little um, I know, esoteric, but that's really, that's really the, the mindset that she has. As an entrepreneur, her focus was, how do I get a, a solution out there that mitigates problems for patients, problems for healthcare facilities, problems um, that uh, gaps that exist significantly in our in healthcare industry that, that have dire consequences to patients that are already dealing with so many other things with their health um, that this just adds additional layer onto. So uh, she created this company from that, that really idyllic perspective. Um, the challenge of it is, as she mentioned earlier, is that um, you know, as most folks who are in the, the business of creating their own company and whatnot, having the right people around you is perhaps number two outside of having a good idea. You know, number one is having a good idea. Number two is having the right people around you. And, um, you know, there were just a lot of people that, that saw the, 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 the monetary value that her solution could bring, um, but not necessarily, um, you know, do being able to do it in a way that was um, in alignment with her values. And so or the first thing that she and I talked about was building up her infrastructure, making sure that whomever she brought on from a uh, code building perspective, technology perspective, they were building things in a, in a solid way, making sure that the, the business operations was sound. So how we share files, how we work, the, the way that we engage with one, one another, you know, I wanted to make sure that our foundation was really solid with the tools that we're using, the relationships that we have, the partnerships um, that we've, that we established in order to do the work, um, you know, we're in such a way that it, it made things easy for us to work with one another and get, our product out the door. I think the other part of it is, is just having a deeper understanding around regulations that are really driving this particular industry. No, Joan is an expert at that. She's been working with um, directly with the FDA, with learning communities and uh, manufacturers directly and, and hospital and healthcare facilities for a very long time. So she has that on lock and now is the, it's the opportunity bake that into the solutions that we're, that we're putting forth. I think the other thing, once we're able to get that infrastructure established, um, the next thing that we needed to focus on was sales. Uh, we've been fortunate enough um, that we're not necessarily in startup phase. You know, we have clients, we're in over 400 plus um, facilities across the United States. Uh, we have our eyes set on international expansion as um, the UDI regulation is, is growing internationally into other markets. Um, we're primed and ready to, um, to explore that and offer our solution, you know, but sales is a really important thing. So we have to think about what does our website look like? What does, what does our social presence look like? Do we have, you know, do we have, you know, an Instagram? A, a LinkedIn account where people can find us um, not only through the grapevine, but through targeted, um, you know, advertising and marketing initiatives. Um, and then more importantly, building a team, building a team that can represent Accelerate UDI and talk about that we bring, understand the, the marketplace that, we, that we're interacting with and get to decision makers. Because again, you know, our primary client base is the, is the healthcare facility. It's the hospitals, it's the surgical centers, it's the medical centers. And within those facilities, there are multiple decision makers. You know, our application 
although it's used primarily within the uh, within the surgical room or the surgical facility, uh, there's application to it from a compliance perspective, from a risk perspective, from a supply chain perspective. Um, and so our entry into the market um, and therefore entry into these healthcare facilities can be you know, quite different depending upon who, with whom we're talking with. Um, so it was really about building, again, building that infrastructure, then focusing on like our sales initiatives and then activating against it and having people that are um, number one, bought in to our vision and our product holistically. Um, and then number two, really looking for people that are incredibly skilled. Um, as Joe mentioned, you know, we just got our certification as being women owned and minority owned and diversity and inclusion is a incredible part of our brand. It's an incredible part of our culture. Um, and if you look around the medical industry, you don't see um, black and brown faces. Um, you know, and I hate to be so crass, but you don't see that um, within the medical industry. And so this is an opportunity for us to have a really, um, uh, a really big impact, not only in how we engage with our with our community, but also the presence that we that we're demonstrating by having a female led um, healthcare technology business, right, in a multi billion dollar industry, which is health the healthcare industry that is impacting significant change that's saving lives every day. That's huge. Awesome, awesome. That's a great answer. And two words that really stick out to me as I was listening to you talk is. One, regulations is knowing the rules, knowing how to play the game. Um, but two is relationships, not even just with your customers and your target audience, but the relationships in order to grow a business and do it in a healthy fashion. Um, and so that's kind of why, why I see that you're on the team. Um, but one question I had, either one of you can take it, is how are you guys actually starting the conversations? I know you said the clients are healthcare facilities and um, those kind of organizations, but how are you guys going about starting those kind of conversations? Well, you know, it's it starts with just somebody reaching out, you know, initially, you know, this is where Dewan has taken us, but initially for me, somebody just, hey, I saw what your application was doing. Can you explain it to me? And that's how organically it, it built. So now I'm going to turn it over to Dewan because now he can really go into what, you know, where we're going now, because we're in discussions with some big um, manufacturers so that, you know, we, we created another application called UDI Clearinghouse. Again, it's all about how can we quickly provide um, information about medical devices. Yeah, um, I'll pick it up from there. You know, again, you know, as Joan mentioned, the a, a vast majority of our clients have come to us organically, either through um, direct connections from consulting gigs that Joan has worked on or through um, uh, had they've had exposure to to Joan or a company through things like learn, you know, international learning communities around UDI adoption or conferences that are in the marketplace specifically around medical device management. Um, but as we take it a little step further, you know, we're getting more into targeted sales activity. So, um, you know, obviously there's a grassroots of, you know, just pounding the pavement, you know, identifying facilities across the United States um, and now abroad um, and then engaging with folks um, throughout the business, finding their contact information, reach out, reaching out to them um, directly through direct sales efforts and things of that nature to really just um, spread the word around what is UDI, what is UDI barcode scanning, what value do we um, provide to the, the healthcare facility, um, and garnering some interest in our ability to help meet some of those needs. I think the biggest 
the biggest, um, the biggest challenge that we have is, and I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and, and building their own business is articulating their value proposition to their intended customer. And so we have to have really um, in-depth conversations all the time about, you know, what is the value that we're offering? Who is our target customer? Why would they be interested in, in our kind of solution? How much would they be willing to pay for, you know, for something like this? You know, what is the opportunity cost if they don't have our solution in place? And, you know, what does that mean to that particular organization? And how can we connect the dots so that when we're engaging with a prospective buyer, um, you know, we're able to tell that story in such a way that um, they're really compelled to, um, A, want to know more, B, to, to, to view our application in action, and then C, have a meaningful discussion around what our application can do in their facility. Okay. Okay, nice. And so what, what piece of content would you say has probably been the most effective at educating the target audience and really just portraying the value that you guys have? I think our, I would say our demos, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, you know, it's one thing to talk about, it's one thing to talk about what you can do with a, a prospect. It's another thing to show them. If you've ever seen, um, oh gosh, what's that, that show called where all the inventions are on? Um, uh, yes, Shark Tank. That's the word I was, it was, it, it was on the tip of my tongue, but I, I couldn't quite grasp it. But Part of what makes that so impactful, you know, of, of bringing a solution that is filling a gap, et cetera, which is what our solution is doing, is showing it in action. Um, now, of course, there are, you know, other things that need to happen in order to get to that. You have to have a compelling, you know, kind of elevator speech that really articulates, you know, what is it that, why would someone want to, to learn more? But the, cough, or the, the nail in the coffin for us and our potential um, customers is specifically showing them what our application does. You, you know, as Joan mentioned it earlier, um, when we're talking with clinicians, these are surgeons, these are OR directors or, or managers, these are nurses that are in the surgery room literally typing all of the information into the patient's health record, right? So you go in for a hip replacement and everything that's being used on you and in you is documented in your, in your record from the hospital. Then when you get discharged, you get all that paperwork and all of that stuff. Most people don't even think about what's included within that book of, of paperwork, but it's your health record. It is what the hospital did for you, all the, the medicines you took, all the, the, um, the, the, the medical devices that they used on you or in you like band-aids or staples or mesh or ball joints or valves or screws or rods, all of those things are captured in your medical records. And for everything to be captured in your medical record, there is a nurse or a clinician that is physically in the surgery room typing all that stuff up. And to Joan's point earlier, uh, Typing up the information that's required into the health record, the typing that information can take somewhere in between three to six minutes per item. So if you've got 10 screws times six minutes, you're typing for a whole hour, just typing in the information, like the lot number, the, the SKU, the, um, the, the, the date that it was, it was, it was produced or manufactured and all of these other little details. And as you can imagine, if you're typing straight for an hour, guess what's gonna happen? some things are gonna get mixed. And so we are able to, with a scan of, our, of, a, of a barcode, using our, our, our barcode gun and, and, and our application, we're able to take all of that typing down to practically nothing. So from six minutes down to like five seconds, maybe eight seconds tops, depending upon the, the client's um, 
patient record um, system that they're using. But what that does is you scan, it automatically captures and parses all of that data into the health record. That's huge because when nurses hear that, when OR managers hear that, when surgeons hear that, what that means is, wow, you mean to tell me that I don't have to wait for an hour or an hour and a half for my nurse to stop keying all this stuff in so that we can then move on to our next patient because that's what they have to do. That means I can service more patients. And now during COVID where elective surgeries are significantly reduced, almost all the patients that are in our hospitals are high risk patients, either for COVID or because of other really important life-saving um, surgery needs. If they're bogged down with administrative tasks, that means that that's diminishing the quality of care they can provide to their patients. And we solve that. So when we're able to articulate that and then they can see it in action and we show them, hey, I'm going to take this item here. I'm going to scan this, scan this barcode. And then you're going to see in real time how it updates the record. Bing, bing, bing. Those lights start going off and say, how do I get this in my hospital right now? Okay. Hold on. Um, so, yeah. We were talking about the content and kind of how you're building, how you're creating content to kind of educate and build relationships with your target audience and the importance yeah. of that. But one question I had that I was thinking about is, as you're talking is like, what's been the biggest hurdle for you guys as far as like a company and sharing the importance, sharing the value of what you guys are doing? Because this entrepreneurship, this growing a business thing isn't easy. And so... I'm interested in what are the obstacles you guys had to overcome and how have you guys went about overcoming? Well, I think Joan and I have slightly different points, equally valid, but different points of view. So I'll let Joan go first and then um, then I'll come in with uh, with things from my perspective. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, just adoption. So we're talking about regulations, right? The manufacturer is supposed to uh, to follow certain labeling regulations. Um, UDI is part of that regulation. But these regulations are really kind of like recommendations. Um, same thing with recalls. People don't realize that recalls are really just voluntary. Um, it, they're not, they're not uh, started or by the FDA, for example. The manufacturer is the one who's doing this voluntary recall. So there's a lot of things that people really don't understand and they don't, they now know that term novel because we have this novel virus, right? So novel, you know, meaning new. So for a medical device, there's like a Band-Aid, for example, that um, had, you know, a certain product code of a Band-Aid. And then they saw that the inner parts of the Band-Aid was working really well on bone graft. So now it's an implant. But there's, they were able to push that through without a lot of rigors because it's a new novel usage for that Band-Aid. So it's just people to really get to understand the regulations and, and what they're about. And, you know, and we developed like UDI Clearinghouse, I mentioned briefly, you know, so that providers can go and look in one spot to see a recall was that they just got the posting of to you know, 45 days from it getting notified from the to the FDA from the manufacturer until it got posted. I just saw one for 117 days. So it's all these delays that are adding on. And again, I'm competing with regulations that are kind of like not really. They're they're nice to have, even though they are regulations. You know, and some EHR companies actually 
tell the hospitals that, you know, don't worry about it. You know, they haven't started enforcing it. It's really not measurable, you know, but it's the right thing to do. This is all about patient safety. That's why the UDI came into play. It's not that somebody just, you know, created something to do something that was going to take people more time to do. UDI save lives. We're able to scan that UDI. We're able to notify if it's immediately recalled, able to notify immediately if it's expired. So yeah, so I come from it from that entire regulated area saying how, how do I have to prove or why do I have to prove that this is important? And Duan? Yeah, um, so ours kind of coincide with one another. So on, on the regulation side, think of it this way you have a VIN for your car, right? And if something goes wrong with your car, there is a way for the manufacturer to let you know, hey, you need to replace this fuel pump. But if you get an implant in your hip or your heart or your, you know, your hearing um, or ear for hearing, um, you know, how do manufacturers connect with you? That's a big problem because we have UDI, which is the way that manufacturers can trace from their facilities all the way to patients. but there are um, vendors, we're missing vendors like Accelerate UDI who actually fill that gap. And so for us in answering the question of what are some of the biggest barriers, you know, we are on a very early stage. If you think about from a, an innovation perspective, you know, we've created the first um, cert certified solution that is on the market that fully complies with all of the Office of National Coordinator requirements, the first and only um, vendor that is able to do that. Um, but the challenge that we run into is that oftentimes the issue with medical devices um, only gets to certain individuals within the healthcare facility. You have um, risk and audit folks within the healthcare facilities who, who see that they're not meeting the regulations for patient documentation and et cetera. You have supply chain folks who see that, oh, we've had certain supplies that were never in our, supposed to be in our inventory being implanted in people and they're having problems with them. Oh, and you have the legal department who is also seeing all of the litigation from these patients who have had something left in their body, implanted in their body that's causing them harm and now they're being litigated. But what you don't see is the people that are actually doing the work the nurses, the doctor, the OR managers, the folks that are in the room, they don't even know that a solution like ours exists. So they've taken, they've in a sense taken for granted the fact that, oh, well, my work is supposed to be this hard and I guess we'll just have to wait until something bigger comes along. Well, something bigger is here and that's Accelerate UDI. We have the solution. And so, you know, I think the biggest challenge that we have is getting to the right people to tell them that you no longer have to bear the brunt of these frustrations of not knowing what inventory you have, not knowing where it is, where it is located in the healthcare facility, not yet knowing when or if it is used on a patient. And, and then last but not least, um, eliminating that manual documentation that you that takes so much of your time um, from uh, takes so much of your time away from providing quality care to patients. Our solution does that. And the challenge that we have is getting to the right people and having the right conversation so that we can articulate that in a way that resonates with them so that they're not seeing this as, oh, another solution or another software that I have to buy that's going to add workload, as opposed to this is actually solving so many problems that you have at your healthcare facility with just one application. Okay, interesting. Dang. You, I feel like you guys cover 
like everything as far as like running a business, growing a business, you guys dot your I's and cross your T's. And I definitely see the value of like what you guys are doing in the healthcare in healthcare technology space more specifically and like optimizing the workflows. Um, we're coming up towards the end of the episode and I usually like to end it on a little lighter note. We've been covering a lot of super complex topics and ideas. So this is a little fun exercise that I like to end um, each session with. And so since we got two people, um, when I ask the question, we'll have Joan go first and then Dewan can share his answer next. Um, so yeah, I just have a list of questions and then I'll ask them and then you guys just give me whatever answer you come up with. All right, so question number one, what is your favorite book of all time? Oh, I just picked up a new book yesterday. Um, I love Obama. I love all the Obamas. So I'm, I uh, just picked up The Promised Land. And so that's right now my favorite new book. Okay. My favorite book is The Color Purple. Um, it's, it's such a powerful journey of self-acceptance through immense adversity. Okay, nice. I was about to say you prefer the book over the movie. <laughs> um, question number two, who's the most influential person in your life or career? You're on, I think you're on I mute. Just, oops, I did. I just <laughs> muted myself accidentally. Um, you know, for my career, I really owe, you know, me and being able to help to uh, one of my nurses, Jeannie Counts. Um, she refused to work with me. I was an IT person, even though I was a medical assistant, that's not a nurse. I, you know, that was like a, a two-year uh, uh, program versus, you know, the four-year. Um, so, and then I was coming into the hospital and she uh, uh, didn't want to have anything to do with the design of, of their EHR being built out for surgery because I never worked in the operating room. So she um, trained me how to circulate and how to scrub how to run central sterile. I mean, I, I know an operating room. I know the workflow of an operating room. I was trained to be able to provide each step. So I, I really thank, thank God for Jeannie in my life. Mm. Um, and I would say um, my mentor, Terry Johnson, um, goes way back I, more than 20 years. Um, and we were in HR together. He was a leader in a different department. Um, and just as a, as a black male, um, that was in a position of leadership when I was early in my career, seeing that and being able to have somebody take me under their wing and, and help me to understand the importance of, of integrity in the workplace, um, and, um, how to harness your own ambition. Uh, I think, you know, I really credit him for a lot of that work. Awesome. Awesome. Um, number three, what is one goal you want to accomplish, say next year, 2021? Well, hopefully 2020, you know, we can play a role in at least the use of the COVID vaccines. Again, our application is very unique where we don't require any build and we're able to um, scan um, in real time any of the COVID vaccines. And, you know, people think, oh, yeah, I got COVID vaccines, you know, there's storage, there's a lot of data elements that are required for documentation that you have to do until that is used. And then what if there is an adverse event? Oh, and then it's a dual process for the immunization. So I really see our application um, uh, taking a significant role next year. Mm -hmm. And to piggyback on that, because Joan is a brainchild, she's the one who's able to come up with all of these ideas and 
and use cases for application and building it further. My sites um, are set on international expansion. I would love for us to be in between three to five different countries by the end of next year. Um, I see that as being a very strong possibility as um, UDI adoption and regula regulations are really um, taking hold. And there are um, regulatory agencies outside of the United States that actually have um, the actual authority to be able to enact and enforce um, and penalize um, hospitals and healthcare facilities who are not living up to the regulations, which we don't have here in the United States. So uh, that's where my head's at. Oh, okay. Dang, international. I like it. <laughs> um, and then last one, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> Just, you know, what I would tell my five-year-old self, that train going up that hill, you know, just keep going. It's, it's, just keep on, you know, reaching for your dreams and and keeping and being honorable and, and uh, doing what you can, and and loving if loving people like my buddy Duan. I'm so thankful and blessed that <laughs> I was able to do something right in my life to be able to um, encourage these relationships too. So yeah, I I, I I have to agree with Joan. Um, looking back on all of you know the last you know, 20 years of my adult life, um, I don't think I would change a thing because those those are the things that make me the person that I am today. Um, I think what I would tell myself, um, you know, my younger self is, um, again, what Joan is saying, to keep, keep at it. You know, keep trusting yourself, believing yourself, making decisions um, that are integrity-based, um, treating people how you want to be treated, and just know that the work that you're putting in it does pay off because I have to say, you know, through this opportunity, I get to work with my very best friend, Joan, every single day. And it's incredible to be able to work with people that you, you care about. You know, we're, we're an organization of five people, but we're all connected. We support one another. We're in different geographic locations, you know, but we're all tied to the same things. We are deeply committed to this, um, you know, to this, this vision and, and to this product. And um, we're all bringing our unique talents together in order to make it happen. So um, if I knew then that this would be the output, I think it would probably allay a lot of, um, a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of, you know, concern and anxiety that I've experienced in my, my younger days in my younger career. Awesome. I think that's an excellent piece of advice from both of you. And I think that's a great way to kind of end today's episode. Um, Joan, Dewan, I just really want to thank you guys for um, jumping on. It's my goal to really just find the brilliant minds in healthcare technology industry and really figure out what they're doing, what you guys are doing to really help with the whole patient journey and disrupting the entire healthcare industry. And so it's my goal to just kind of pick your brains, allow you guys to share strategy tools and tips. And um, there's definitely a lot of valuable insight in um, this interview. I know I learned a lot, so I guarantee my audience will learn a lot as well. So just want to say thank you for um, just jumping on and really just sharing your guys' journey and what you guys are working on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. It was really a great journey. Thank you. No problem. Um, last but not least, where can people learn more about um, Accelerate UDI and um, connect with you guys if they have any more questions? Yeah. Um, Joan, do you want to take this? Sure. You can reach us at info at accelerateudi.com. It's X-C-E-L-R-A-T-E-U-D-I.com. Um, please, you know, visit our website. We have uh, educational materials as well about UDI, UDI adoption. And, um, 
so that people can learn about uh, the federal regulations in the states at least. And I would just add, listen, it, beyond just the product that we provide, if you're, you know, somebody that's interested in building your healthcare technology and you just want to, you know, pick our brains, we're open to that. So um, this is not just a unilateral, you know, we're here for sales, but we're here to really make a difference in the healthcare industry. And um, we really appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about us on your on your platform. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'll be um, sure to include all the links in the show notes and whatnot. Um, But yeah, that ends today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Health Tech Hustle with Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Tune in next week for another interview with an expert leader in digital health.